This is the Milo Sweet Podcast, where you learn to be resourceful, find quick and clever ways to overcome life's challenges, and guess what? Achieve more with less. Use what you have to get where you're trying to go. Learn to do difficult. And for excuses, get rid of them. I mean, all of them. They're dead to me. Let's go. Before we get started, I need your help. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, review, and share. You really like the show? Want to put your money where your mouth is? Click donate. I would love your support. Okay, so today we're going to talk about how to solve really, 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 really big problems. And the key to it is really simple. So first, a big problem is something that is super complicated, super complex. It doesn't seem to go away. Like it can maybe be something that that's all that you can think about. Um, perhaps it's something that you feel like is, I mean, like I just said, never going away. Um, you feel hopeless when you think about it. Uh, you feel like everything is going to end because of that. That sounds like crazy. But when you're in, a, you have a big problem. Sometimes the first way to really look at it is to look at it objectively to say, okay, if someone is having a problem that I know, what would I tell them about this problem? And maybe you just listed all the things that are negative, right? But a big problem also has, um, or a big challenge or growth opportunity, it actually has a huge reward on the other side of the coin as well. So if it's a big challenge, just like kind of climbing up a mountain or a hill, you get to see a, a great view and there's a level of accomplishment. So when you are overcoming a big problem or solving it or a big challenge, you also want to look at the reward or the benefit or incentive as well, because sometimes all we can do is be- become drowned ba- by what it it feels and looks like and everything around you is telling you you're gonna just fail at it and the truth is (laughs) that could be one option but there's so many other options because big problems usually just don't have well usually they don't just have one way of being worked out there might be one solution meaning we want all efforts to go to that solution but there's multiple outcomes for it It usually is especially if it involves multiple people or multiple things it just didn't work that way okay so with that being said I think part of it is just getting yourself some perspective so for me if I can I just get perspective I can you can pick up a book you can read something you can you know do a search I tend to do whatever is most logical. So if I'm like, you know what, there's a lot of good books on this. I'm going to read something about it first. Um, But other times, it depends on if I don't have a lot of time. Sometimes big problems, like when you realize that it's urgent, you're like, okay. Um, I definitely agree you want to get new information in because that helps you to come out with new ideas. But sometimes you just need to get a pen and paper and write down you know, the old pros and cons list. And sometimes I don't really see it that way. I just see challenges and then my rewards. I'm challenged with this, but if I can solve this or I can overcome this or I can get to the view at the top, 
what is, you know, what's the reward here? So maybe it's satisfaction that I was able to climb this mountain or, you know, what is the reward? So getting a quick list of that will help me to recenter. And then I like to connect deeply with things. So why, why is this important? Why do I need to really focus on this? Why do I need to put all my energy into this? Um, why is that important? Because you really, if you want to solve a big problem, you really want to be a hundred percent in. If you're, you only need 20% effort, but you really want to be a hundred percent committed to that 20%. So 20% effort gives you 80% of your results. So you really want to be a hundred percent committed to the decisions that you make to solve it. Now, here's where it gets a little like quirky and, um, I would say, like might not seem like it makes sense but here's how like things I actually do habit of walking walking is so helpful for so many things in your body that it's just I know sometimes you're like well it's cold outside is this okay I think walking outside in nature is the best kind of walk I have benefited from doing laps around my house around my driveway but I think if you could get out in nature and make a habit of it you're gonna Um, receive a huge benefit and you know you might have to dress warmer you might have to do things in a way that you might not want to the second thing I would say is journaling in general so just to make clear to me how I'm defining journaling is you have a sheet of paper you have a pen you write down whatever you want whatever it could be the problem it could be just your thoughts it can be you drawing mixed with some problems it could be reflecting it could be a task list it could be just you know you know, getting clutter out of your brain, kind of organizing it. It really can be whatever you want. And over time, you'll start to notice patterns. I think the key for me for journaling, you don't really have to do anything with a journal. Like in itself, it's effective. But if you want to, you can just review your journal, you know, weekly or monthly, just read over it and say, oh, okay. Um, so I started to notice patterns when I did that. And one, I started to see that I had a pattern of solving challenges, things that would worry me, and then I would kind of overcome it. So then it kind of decreased my worry to say, oh, if I feel a little bit of worry, I've been down this road before. I know how to solve this. No, no big deal. Um, and then I would say the the like fifth thing that has really, 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 really helped me is solitude. Solitude is being alone with your own thoughts. No outside input at all. No phone, no apps, no computer, no TV, no books, no shows, just quiet and a habit of that. So let me also define habit. Habit is whatever you can do consistently. So if you do solitude once a month, sure, you're going to see some benefits. But if you increase that frequency, your benefits are going to come up either in a bigger amount or more frequent ratio. It really just depends. Solitude in general is beneficial in whatever way you can get it, but don't kid yourself and think, oh, I have solitude twice a year. Yeah, if you have like solitude twice a year, you're going to need like a longer time frame of solitude. Like, oh, I do seven days or I do two weeks of solitude where I have no outside input from anyone and this is like my recharge with school I would also challenge you to have a daily habit of solitude be it 15 minutes 20 minutes an hour whatever you can squeeze out and then once you start to have it first it's gonna feel weird because I remember when I first started really doing I'm like whoa this feels really weird I just don't know and then like now I'm like whoa I actually don't need to hear from anyone I'm fine 
um, and you start to enjoy it. So if you're wanting to solve big problems, first get some perspective on it. So you're a little, you know, then you really want to connect to why you want to solve it. So you can be all in. I think all in matters. I know we underrate that. We should be all over the place. Um, but I, I actually don't think that. I think being committed to a couple of things, 100% is more important than being partially committed to lots of things. Um, I, I understand we all have different roles and different lives. So it just, I, I get that part. But it's just, if you can, as you start to have intention about it, you'll start to be more thoughtful about what is important to you. And that's, you know, totally for you to decide. And then after that, include some walking. I would say daily walking, you know. But if you can't, then really try to have a habit of a weekly walk and uh, solitude, super important, getting some solitude and journaling. And so for all these habits, I really encourage them to be, I would say minimum weekly, but you're going to receive huge, huge benefits if you can do them daily. And so you don't want to get crazy because like, let's just say you really can't do it daily. Stick to it weekly. Maybe Saturday's your day. You're gonna go for a walk. You're gonna have some quiet time. You're gonna chill. Just enjoy that first. Once you start to have an appetite for it and you really, 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 truly start to enjoy it and you start to enjoy these habits, it becomes like you will find time for it. That's all I have to say. Like when I don't have it, I feel like what's wrong with me? Like my brain is overactive. It's too much information and I don't process the same. So I think that that's super helpful. And I would say the other thing that is helpful is for me to to seek people that I value at solving that type of challenge or overcoming. And sometimes we just don't have access to that. That's where books come in. And I, I don't mind a blog post or a video. I think those are helpful, but I just find that I learn, um, I just grasp information more deeply and, um, have a better context of it when I actually read a book. That's how I, um, have, have found. So, you know, I definitely still learn from a blog entry or an article, but I also find that it just gives you a snippet. And sometimes that is just like not enough to solve a, like a huge challenge. You need to really get in there. All right. Um, so your moment of clarity was, you know, take your time and what you do daily, technically, really has a big impact. So it's the habit of these daily habits or weekly habits that's going to serve you, bear fruit for you when you need them. And the, you know, empowerment is that we all have challenging things to solve. So you're not alone in solving these and you can solve them. It just will take work. Sometimes a big problem takes a bigger investment. It's more challenging. It's more grueling. It affects you more deeply and it requires change. So you're solving it, which is a change. And then the reward or the result is a change. And all change have some level of pain or pressure associated with it. It does. All right. That is all. I wish you well on solving your big, challenging, overwhelming, but very rewarding um, growth opportunities. That's another episode in the books. Hello? Hello? I said I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously, the episode is over. If you're still listening right now, you know what? 
you're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening to you. Come on, for real, seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like for real. No, for real, for real. Okay, you can keep listening.